Amen. Hey, we had a miracle over the last uh, few days. If you recall on Sunday, um, uh, we, we asked for everyone to pray for uh, Holly Long's brother, uh, 23-year-old Terry Markham in intensive care in Indianapolis. As of last uh, Saturday, they, were, they had said that Terry uh, had three days to live. Um, but uh, he has made a miraculous recovery and uh, has a bright future. Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. <clears throat> it's amazing because uh, they, they thought he was going to die, but um, it, uh, he's made a recovery. His liver is functioning uh, like it's supposed to now, and uh, things are coming back in, in, in order. And the most recent text I saw is that he's been moved out of intensive care, and uh, he's either waiting for a liver transplant, he's, he's on the list or something, or, or the liver's even continuing to get better, and he might not even need a transplant. Full recovery with no damage. It's really a miracle. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. We, uh, uh, Pastor Pam called tonight, and, and she said with the cold, if it was her, she might consider ending a little early tonight. And so uh, we're probably just going to share for a few minutes tonight. And uh, I just got to tell you, though, it's an honor to be in the house with anyone who would come to church when it's 21 degrees below zero, right? That's the real feel right now. Huh? Give yourself a hand. <laughs> Got a special guy here tonight. Uh, he's probably 22 years old. Mark Hassett's birthday today, right? Give Mark a hand. Happy birthday, buddy. Amen. That's right. Well, we're going to talk tonight, uh, just for a few minutes, um, about the circumstance and situation uh, changing power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, if we're ever faced with circumstances or situations that don't line up with God's word, we can speak with confidence, the wonderful name of Jesus. And that circumstance or situation is subject to change. Amen. His name is greater than anything that we ever face. His name is greater than any destructive, negative habit. His name is greater than any addiction. His name is greater than a perverted past. His name is greater than uh, any legal trouble. His name is greater than debt. His name is greater than sickness. His name is great. Amen. And uh, tonight there's power in his name. And so we're just going to talk for a few minutes about the power of that name. And I pray that our faith is built and uh, that we're encouraged tonight that if we have things going on in our life, that we have confidence that when we pray in Jesus name, those situations and those circumstances must come into line with God's word. Amen. Because circumstances and situations are subject to change, but God's word is not. God's word is forever. Amen. It's never changing. It's unchanging. We can stand on it. Jesus said, um, he, he said, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does what I does these sayings of mine, he says, I'll liken that man to a man who built his house on a firm foundation. When the storms of life came and they beat on that house, he did not fall. Amen. So tonight we're going to hear the word. We're going to put the word into practice and uh, build a firm foundation. Going to start uh, just for a few minutes in First Samuel chapter 17. And uh, we're familiar with the story of uh, David and Goliath. And First uh, Samuel 17 verse 3 uh, the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side. Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley in between them. A champion went out from the camp of the Philistines. His name was Goliath from, from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. So depending on which translation you look at, he was somewhere between eight 
feet and nine and a half feet tall. So a uh, big man, um, an undefeated uh, warrior, had never lost. Down in verse 8, uh, Goliath stood and he cried out to the armies of Israel. He said to them, why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? What's that? Am I in the right place? Amen. Did I say he was the right height? Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> then Goliath stood and he cried out to the armies of Israel. And he said to them, why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. If I prevail against him and kill him, you shall be our servants and serve us. Everybody say threats. You and I face things on a daily basis, and, uh, um, and a lot of them are threats, right? And so uh, it's not the nature of the threats that's going to determine our victory. It's our response to the threats, amen? And uh, if we respond in faith according to God's word and at the leading of the Holy Spirit, we'll see ourselves come out victorious on the other side of that threat, amen? <clears throat> He said, if he is able to uh, fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. If I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. The Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Down to verse 22. Along comes David. David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper. He ran to the army. He came and he greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, there was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines. He spoke according to the same words. David heard what he said. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, they fled from him and they were dreadfully afraid. Verse 25, so the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who's come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches. He'll give him his daughter and he'll give him his father's house, uh, his father's house, exemption from taxes. I take that right there. Exemption from taxes in Israel. Then David spoke to the man who stood. I already got a daughter, right? My wife. I'm just looking at the promises of Saul and I'm looking at what I want. Well, I've already got my wife. I don't need that. But I will take exemption from taxes. Okay, let's move on. Here we go. Then David spoke to the man who stood by him saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Verse 32, David said to King Saul, he said, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to go fight with him for you're only a youth and he's been a man of war from his youth. Verse 36, David said, your servant has killed both lion and bear. This uncircumcised Philistine or this man coming against me with no covenant from the living God. This uncircumcised Philistine will be just like one of them, seeing that he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Verse 40, then David took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook. He put them in his shepherd's bag uh, in a pouch which he had and, and uh, his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. 
So the Philistine came out, and he began drawing near to David, and the men who bore the shield went before him. When the Philistine looked about and he saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking, like Brad. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Verse 44, the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to Philistine, You come to me. Here it is right here, verse 45. David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin. I come to you in the name. Everybody say, in the name. He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Everybody say, Lord of hosts. It's a powerful name. He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Verse 47, then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Verse 48, so it was when, Philist, when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and he ran uh, toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag, he took out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. Everybody say, there's power in the name of the Lord. Amen. All of our dreams can come to pass in the name of the Lord. Amen. If, it's your, if you've been renting for a long time and it's your dream to have a house, that dream can come to pass in the name of the Lord. We can pray in the name of the Lord, and when we do, His hand will move on our behalf, and He'll give us His supernatural wisdom to put together a plan to allow it to come to pass. Amen? If you're facing a mountain of debt in the name of the Lord, that mountain of debt is subject to removal. Amen? And uh, because when we pray in His name, His hand moves on our behalf, and he gives us his supernatural wisdom and his leading to show us a way out. Amen? It pleases the Lord to prosper us. It pleases the Lord to do good things on our behalf. Amen? He's for us, not against us. We can have confidence tonight when we pray in the name of the Lord that God does big things on our behalf. Amen? Be encouraged. <clears throat> in, the, uh, in the original Hebrew... Uh, when David cried out that name, he said, in the name of the Lord of hosts. The original Hebrew name and, uh, is, is Jehovah Sebaoth. And uh, that actual name, uh, the name Lord of hosts, it's referred to in the Old Testament 282 different times. And uh, it refers to angelic hosts of armies, uh, hosts of angelic armies. And um, I'm going to uh, share some different references with you regarding that. But uh, I read a book in college called uh, This Present Darkness, and uh, the book had a big impact on me. I don't know if any of you have ever read it, but it, uh, it's a novel, and, um, and it's based on the Word. But uh, it, it, it shows um, this young person, at, you know, 
going through these different challenges in life, and every time they pray, then the Bible or this book describes what's happening um, in the spirit. And so you see these angels warring on behalf of this person as he's praying. It's like no one can see what's actually going on, but as he prays, these angels are fighting on his behalf. Amen? And so you and I can have great confidence that when we pray, even if we don't see anything initially in the natural, there's something happening in the spirit. Amen? Because things in the natural are subject to change when we pray in the spirit, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord of hosts. Amen? Um, the book of Isaiah, chapter 28, verse 29. I want to give you a, f- a few uh, references for this awesome name, uh, the Lord of hosts. Isaiah 28, 29. Is it up there? There it is. I can't see it. This also comes from the Lord of hosts, who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in guidance. I'm just going to let you put those up there, Megan, and I will read them off the screen. And then Isaiah uh, 14, 27 says, For the Lord of hosts has purposed, and who will, who will annul it? His hand is stretched out. Who will turn it back? Isaiah, 60, or, uh, Isaiah 6, verses 1 through 3 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, or angels. Each one had six wings. Uh, With two, uh, he covered his face. I cannot see that. Thank you, Lord. I'm believing for a supernatural healing in my eyes. I've worn glasses since sixth grade. I think subject to change. Amen? All right. Isaiah chapter 6 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. It Above it stood what? I know I already read that. Oh, it's bigger. Yes. I still can't see it. Hey, oh, I can see this back here. That's perfect. All right. Above it stood angels. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Amen. Look at Psalm 24. I'm going to read it out of my Bible, Megan. She's good back there, huh? Oh, yeah. You could do some fun things when people are sharing in the microphone. You could put all kinds of fun stuff back here. (laughs) Pastor Bill would think we're laughing at his jokes, and you could just put stuff on the screen back here. (laughs) All right. Hey, Psalm 24. Pastor Bill. Oh, today uh, uh, Annabelle uh, is down there with Pastor Bill and Pam, uh, their granddaughter, Annabelle, and uh, she texted Kelly a uh, picture of Pastor Bill driving his car with these big headphones on, and she said, he's listening to your message from Sunday, so. (laughs) (laughs) And we said, if he gets arrested, we volunteer to come down there. It's 82 degrees, and we will bail him out. Psalm 24 says, the earth is the Lord's, and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has found it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn sworn deceitfully. 
He shall receive blessing from the Lord and his righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong, mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of of hosts. He is the king of glory. So every time we see him refer to himself as the Lord of hosts, he's saying, I am the commander of the angelic hosts of heaven. Amen. He is their commander. And uh, it's encouraging for us because I'm going to give you some references because that was the old covenant. And we know we live in the new covenant Thank God. The law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. We're under the new covenant. Jesus is the commander of the angelic hosts of heaven. Jesus is the Lord of hosts. Amen. So when you and I pray in the name of Jesus, he has command of the angelic hosts of heaven. Amen. And he sends them to minister on our behalf. The book of James, chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. We've, we've heard this scripture, of course, in victory a lot. But James, chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. We see this playing out uh, with Jesus when he uh, resisted temptation in Matthew Matthew 4, verse 11, we know he resisted the devil and temptation with the word. Verse 10 says, Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left Jesus and behold, angels came and ministered to him. We see James 4, 7 and 8 played out here uh, with Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. He resisted the devil. The devil fled, and God sent angels that ministered comfort and strength to Jesus. Amen? <clears throat> In the book of uh, Second, I want to give you three references regarding um, some uh, a- angelic references. Uh, in Second Kings... Uh, chapter 1935, 2 Kings 1935, says it came to pass on a certain night that the angel of the Lord went out and he killed in the camp of the Assyrians, so the enemies of God's people, killed in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000. And when people arose early in the morning, there were the corpses all dead. One angel had the Ability and the authority to kill 185,000 of God's enemy. One angel could do that. And then look what another angel did in Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3. I'm building on something here. Amen. 
Revelation 20, 1 through 3. Uh, Revelation 20 says, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil, and Satan. And he bound him for a thousand years. He cast him into the bottomless pit. He shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. One angel had the ability to kill 185,000 of God's enemy. Here we see one angel in Revelation had the authority and the ability to bind Satan with a giant chain, cast him into a bottomless pit for a thousand years. That's some power, amen? That's one angel. All right, so check this out. Matthew 26, 53. Matthew 26, 53. They're coming to, uh, to get Jesus. Uh, Judas is leading uh, the religious people, and uh, they're coming to get him, to take him to be crucified. And um, it was Peter, right, that cut off the high priest's ear? Verse 52, Jesus said to him, he said, Put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. And then look what Jesus said in verse 53. Do you think that I cannot now pray to my father, and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels. So at that time, a legion was over 6,000 soldiers. So Jesus said, he said, I have the ability to, Father, send 12 legions of angels. That's over 72,000. Amen. And we saw in the book of Second Kings that one had the ability to kill 185,000 of God's enemy. And in the book of Revelation, that one had the ability to bind Satan with this giant chain and cast him into a bottomless pit for a thousand years. And Jesus said he has command of 72,000. Amen. That's the Lord of hosts. Jesus is the Lord of hosts. And um, you and I, when we pray in the name of Jesus... We're crying out. We're speaking the same name that David did when he stood against Goliath. Amen. And so certainly no circumstance or situation that we face today. Certainly it's, it's not as big as Goliath was, right? Amen. Any circumstance, any situation that we face today, all of the dreams that we're believing God to, uh, to fulfill in our life, uh, he'll do it in Jesus' name. Amen. When we pray. He goes into action on our behalf, and he does great things on our behalf when we pray in Jesus' name. And he uh, not only does things on our behalf, but then in his name and through the leading of his Holy Spirit, he gives us his great wisdom and his counsel, and he shows us the way out. He shows us the way through. He shows us the way to break through. He shows us how to treat people. He shows us how to forgive people. He shows us how to care for people. He shows us how to save. He shows us how to pay down debt. He shows us how to get out of trouble. He shows us how to stay in the middle of his plan. Amen? All through his name and at the leading of his Holy Spirit. All right, I want to uh, conclude with this <clears throat> for the next couple of minutes. Just some encouragement in the name of Jesus that when we pray, <clears throat> there's power when we pray in his name. I think it's awesome because sometimes we might, we might take uh, uh, just for, for granted, you know, when we pray in the name of Jesus. But what if today we said, we're going to start praying in the name of Brad. Brad's a nice guy. He's a great worship leader. So we're going to pray in the name of Brad.
Y'all okay with that? So if anybody needs a breakthrough in your life, let's lay hands on one another and pray in the name of Brad. No, there's no power in that name. As nice as Brad is, (laughs) that's just plain weird, right? So um, we're not going to do that. But uh, there's a reason we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's the highest name in the universe. And he is the commander of the angelic hosts of heaven. And so when we pray in the name of Jesus, it's not just some religious exercise that we're doing. We pray in that name because he's been given the highest name and there's great power in that name. And he's given us use of that name. Amen. Jesus is the creator. I want to give you five things tonight real quick. Uh, Jesus is the creator. John 1, 1 through 4, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. The life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Everything that was made was made through him. Amen? Everything that's in that iPhone 6 Plus, he made it in the beginning. Isn't that awesome? Everything that's in here was here in Genesis chapter 1. Everything that's in this phone, right? We haven't invented anything new. It's all made of stuff that was originally here at the very beginning. Amen? All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. And so it just took some leading of the Holy Spirit to put all those materials together and make this. How in the world do you do that? How do you do that? That's amazing, right? Hebrews 1.10 says, You, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hand. Hands. Jesus is the creator. Number two, Jesus is the highest name in the universe. Philippians chapter 2, verses 8 through 11 says, Being found in appearance as a man, Jesus humbled himself. He became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted Jesus and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He has the highest name. Amen? First John 3, 8 says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen? Any area of our life that the devil is tormenting us, coming against us, trying to hold us back, uh, he is subject to the name of Jesus. So when we pray that name in faith and we stand on God's word and we abide in his grace and we walk in his love, the devil has to leave. Amen? Has to stop. He is subject to the name of Jesus. He has no authority or ability to stand against the name of Jesus when we pray it and say it in faith. Colossians 2.15 says, Having disarmed principalities and powers, Jesus made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Number three, there is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, Acts 3, I want to read that for you wonderful story about power in the name of Jesus. 
Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, as Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, fixing his eyes on Jesus with John. Uh, Peter said, no, I'm sorry, fixing his eyes on the man. With John, Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Amen. There's power when we pray in the name of Jesus same power that David had when he proclaimed faith and he said, today I'm taking you down, Goliath. You're coming to me with natural circumstances. You have natural weapons. You're cursing. You're cursing the living God. He said, I'm coming against you today in the name of the Lord of hosts. Amen. We serve an awesome God tonight, and when we pray in the name of Jesus, he is commander of the angelic hosts of heaven. Amen. And uh, he sends them to minister on our behalf. Jesus is the creator. Jesus is the highest name. There's power in the name of Jesus. And number four, we are saved in the name of Jesus. You know, when I was growing up, they would say, you got to get saved. Are you saved? And I never really grabbed a hold of what that meant because it was just religious to me and uh, never really meant anything. But uh, until I came really uh, started going to a, a spirit-filled church in college and then came to Victory Christian Center and uh, was taught the word and got filled with the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, everything just started coming alive and uh, realized that being saved is so much more than just religion. It's, it's more than just a religious term, amen? It's, it's literally saved. It's saved from destruction, saved from hell, saved from poverty, saved from disease, saved from uh, destruction in every area of our life, saved, saved from destructive and negative habits and addictions, saved. That's what he did for us. Amen. We are saved in his name. The uh, uh, Greek word is sozo, and it means deliverance from the molestation of your enemies. Complete and total deliverance. It's what he's done for us. We're saved in the wonderful name of Jesus. Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be rescued, delivered, healed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Romans 10, 17 says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, rescued, healed, delivered. Amen. A ticket to heaven would have been enough. And I'm sure when we get there, we'll say, you know what? This is enough. It's more than enough. But, but he's done more than that for us. We don't have to wait to heaven to get, to get victory. We have victory today in this life on the earth. And uh, when he's... Uh, when he proclaims and declares and promises that we're saved, we're saved today, delivered today. Acts 4.12 says, nor is there salvation, Acts 4.12, nor is there salvation in any other name, Brad. We're not going to pray in your name. Nor is there salvation in any other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's power in his name. Amen. We can have faith in his name. Number five, we have faith in God through the wonderful name 
of Jesus. Pastor Pam, if you're listening, we're going longer than a little, just a little bit. We'll conclude with this. We have faith in God through his name. John 16, 23 and 24, he said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. It's an awesome promise. John 14, 13, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Amen. James chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. He said, is anyone among you sick? Let him call the elders of the church. Let them uh, pray over him, anointing him with oil in what? In the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. All in the name of the Lord. 1 John four seventeen. 1 John 4, 17, an amazing promise. Love has been perfected among us uh, in this, that we may have boldness in the, je- in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Amen? And uh, just a couple more scriptures, all in the name of Jesus. Everybody say, in the name, in the name. of Jesus. Say, I have victory in the name of Jesus. We have righteousness through Jesus. Amen. The law came through Moses. Grace, unmerited favor came through Jesus. I'm listening to a wonderful teaching series uh, by, uh, is it Joseph Prince? Yeah, Joseph Prince on um, the power of right believing. And it's just hour after hour uh, teaching on grace and righteousness. And uh, it's very powerful that the way out of negative and destructive habits, the way out of addiction is focusing on Jesus. It's taking our eyes off of ourself, off of our imperfections, off of our failures, and putting our eyes on Jesus. Amen? And continually looking at him, looking to Jesus. Because the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And he is accusing you and he is accusing me all day long. And nobody knows our failures like you and like me, right? Nobody knows our failures like we do. We all have many. But thank God, through Jesus, God does not see us for our failures. All of our failures were put on him on the cross. And it's no longer a gospel of you must do. It's a gospel of put your eyes on him and believe. Amen. And when we believe, he sees us through the price that's been paid. And when we fall down, we get right back up and put our eyes on him. And he sees us through the price that's been paid. Amen. There, his mercies are brand new every morning. His grace is sufficient for all of our weaknesses. It's wonderful news, amen? It's wonderful news. The devil wants to try to convince us, you've done too much. God really didn't mean that he loves you that much, but he really does, amen? The devil is the accuser. He is a liar. The price that Jesus paid was sufficient for you and for me, and we are made completely righteous by the blood of Jesus. Awesome promise. In the name of Jesus, Colossians 3.17, whatever you do in, the, in, in word or deed, do all 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. And Hebrews 13, 15, Kelly uh, said it when she opened the service. Therefore, by him or by Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. First John three twenty three, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's all bow our heads tonight all across the room. If you're here, and um, I want to pray for two groups of people tonight, but if you're here, and uh, I'm not going to have you come down front, but if you're here and you need a breakthrough in any area of your life, maybe it's a situation with relationships uh, in your home, your family, a situation in your finances, a situation at work, at school, whatever it may be, if you need a breakthrough in any area of your life, we want to pray and agree with you tonight that uh, God would do two things. One, that in the name of Jesus, he would send his awesome angelic hosts uh, of angels and, and work on your behalf and minister on your behalf. And number two, that he would give you wisdom to show you the way out. So uh, all across the room, if you need a breakthrough, could you just slip your hand up in the air and we're going to pray and agree together that the God of the breakthrough will work on your behalf. We hope this message encouraged you. Victor Christian Center is passionate about sharing the love, acceptance, and forgiveness of Jesus. Learn more about us at victorylafayette.org. If you don't know Jesus or maybe you've gotten distracted and stopped following him, I'd like to pray for you right now. The most important decision you'll ever make involves accepting the love of Jesus and his gift of new life. I'd invite you to make this prayer your own and take this opportunity to begin to follow Jesus. God, I ask you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I ask you to forgive the sin in my life that has kept me from enjoying a relationship with you. Give me a fresh start by changing my life and helping me to follow you from this point forward. I accept your love through Jesus and I commit to trust your plan for my life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and let us know. To learn more about Victory or to contact us, visit us online at victorylafayette.org.